A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Hello and welcome to Let Me Talk Details. This is a respite from the weekly whirlwind of top flight football, or as it is at the moment, top flight transfers. It's a space to break down the big picture topics and get into the details away from the game-by-game analysis. I'm David Mooney. As ever, the Athletic City correspondent Sam Lee is alongside me, the man who separates opinion and insight. Let you decide which one of those is uh, Yeah, is sometimes not always getting the right balance. <laughs> and we're also joined as well by former City defender Nader Manua. Hello, how are you doing, sir? Good, good. Are you well? Yeah, I'm very, very well. Very excellent, well. excellent. Good to hear. Sam, what is on today's show? Yeah, so we've got our own personal experiences with social media and how we engage or don't or try not to engage with social media. We've got what it's like to be a player that's not in the team and how that can affect other players. And, you know, we... We've got some Nadem examples and some real-world City examples present day. Good balance there. Yeah, let's get into it. This show is a platform for you to get involved as well. We'd love to hear from you, so email hello at lmtpod.com if you've got any questions, thoughts or ponderings about City or football in general. Let's start with uh, Gareth Sermon, who says, uh, something I genuinely want to know is how do you both deal with football Twitter? Especially now it loads in for you. I get so much absolute shit and I can't decide whether it's funny or driving me a little bit insane. Especially when you're getting abuse from people and aggregators misquoting things or taking them out of context, it must be difficult. I keep getting that Arsenal fan with the £85 Patreon and a God complex come up and I can't decide whether my life would be better blocking him or never seeing it again or whether it's funny to just laugh at it and move on. Any advice? An £85 Patreon. I don't know. I think we're, we, we've undersold ourselves oh, there, haven't we? <laughs> we should be on the beach now. <laughs> I only use that for you segment now. I so basically, it. I hate I hate Twitter generally, and to the point where I wasn't going on it until about Christmas. And then around Christmas, I just muted like loads of football journalists and like people I know because <laughs> it was just just doing my head in, just too much. Am I muted? Or? No, you don't, don't genuinely. <laughs> am. Um, I'd be and it was, fine. But then, but then I was like, okay, this has improved the experience. And then I started going back on it. And I was like, well, I didn't really want to improve the experience. I just wanted to get off it. But I've got myself back on it. But now I use that For You tab exclusively because it mixes it up. And I see loads of stuff in there that I wouldn't normally see, which on the one hand is a good thing. But on the other hand, you do just see like just loads of crap because it thinks like if you like football. So there, there, there's that speed guy who's everywhere. You know, he met. Yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, that speed guy speed, yeah. who met Ronaldo the other week. Yeah. There was loads of that. 
And I'll, cause you can... the, how old do you say you are on Twitter? Because there's no way that's directing it to someone of your sort of age. No way. <laughs> yeah, no way. But I think this is it. She should have, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's so you can you can mute tweets that you see, and you can either and it says see less from this person or see less about. So I was hoping like next time I was like next time I see one I'm going to mute it, and it will hopefully say like le- see less about mm. speed because I've got no interest whatsoever. But it was like see less about football, and I was like, nah. So that's why it is. It's like <laughs> so they've the just, they just thrown it into the algorithm, and it's like, well, that's football. So you watch that, and then there's loads of other stuff. But you just see like, and it doesn't matter which club they support, whether it's City or Chelsea or or Arsenal, particularly these days. It's just always like, just like kids' opinions about why our club's amazing and all the other clubs are shit. And it's just like, so that's the stuff. But Did you never used to be like that, though. How do you mean? When you were younger? Yeah, of course. So what 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 you're saying is you've invaded a, a space well, where people are just I've like you were it. when it's you were young. It's for me, mate. <laughs> that's what it's Alleg- called. Allegedly for you. That's what it's called. So, but no, but that, but that's the weird thing is that I was, I was off Twitter basically. Then I made it better for then myself, get, and, and then, then I ended back. up getting so stuck in. You you are actively seeking this content out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but the thing is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I don't. To be honest, I I'm think trying to curate it properly. There you go. That's it's the it's the curation thing. I think. Um, but then I'm, that's what my because fo- there is just a feed of what I follow. Yeah. So that is my curation. But then I looked at it the other night, and I was like, "This is boring." Yeah. So I went like it just flicked back to it automatically. So I was like, "This is actually boring." I'm going to go back to for you. So I you hate want it as it. well. You want it? No, nah, I think I know. I think I understand. But what there is variety to go for. in there. Yeah, stuff the, that... the stuff which you'll never seek yourself, which could actually be quite interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is someone that's not really on social media. But, like, when you think about the scale of the platform that you're on, there'll be so much stuff which you probably will enjoy connecting to. Like, when I look at, say, on my Instagram, there's some of the pages and stuff that I follow. Some of that's arrived to me because someone sent me something from it, but I never would have found it myself. Mm. So that's someone else curating that sort of uh, potential for me. And I, I, get, I get what it is with Sam. Like, you can follow people on there, but it's not the same experience. And there are things out there which you'll probably benefit from. But then the downside is, like, this for you page, even if it's twenty five percent good, the other seventy five percent is horrendous. Well, what I think as well, like I can, so I go on there and I can, like, if I'm just, even if it's just memes or like golf stuff, yeah, or like the the whatever's going on in Russia at the moment, like you follow people like that, and yeah. you think, well, hopefully I'll get more of that. But the thing is, so that's fine, and it's like I don't know where to go to follow like good golf people or whatever. So it's like they'll just keep chucking stuff in and see if I engage with it, which is fine. But with football. I don't need outside influences. I don't need stuff like there, there's probably a page out. There's probably a few pages out there that I would enjoy, but let me. I'll find that myself. I don't want you to throwing shit at me to see what sticks. Like, yeah. I'd rather the, it be that with other topics, but with football, it's, I, I don't need. Moody, what's your for you page like? Uh, it's a bin fire, mate. Is I it? don't go anywhere near it. I, I like I curate my following page, yeah. so I yeah, I yeah. stay on following. That's that's where I am. And yeah, yeah. I just like because I, I try and not get involved, I, and I I bite every now and then. But I I've I've got a new poli- personal kind of policy now of I won't quote tweet the bad opinion that I'm responding to, and okay. I won't I won't reply to it. I'll just leave it out there. So I've seen this because I don't want to engage with that opinion. I don't want to give that opinion any more weight than it than I think it deserves. Okay. So I will I will kind of put my response out there and just say I've seen this, here's what I think. What made you change your ways? Um two things. I didn't want I don't want to cause a pile onto somebody else. So I like I don't care what they like I, I don't care what their experience of of Twitter's like. So just leave them be. 
um and also i don't want them to reply <laughs> right so you don't want confrontation i don't i don't want to i don't want to be confronted with like i, I want to knock down their, their silly opinion and yeah. then go right i've done my my bit i can get out of this now and okay that's interesting it's interesting i'm so glad i'm not on the alternative <laughs> by the way so glad it just sounds horrendous uh yeah it is in, t- in terms of like abuse and stuff or like in fact it's for me it's not even abuse it's not abuse like we've seen in the last few days that you know some opinions and stuff that are out there are just absolutely outrageous you know what i mean people with significant platforms and they're so wrong and even when they're still wrong they then carry on and say that they're even more right that's you you, worse than abuse but you don't yeah, need that's social worse media than abuse. That annoys, that's you don't need me. social media for that though. yeah but well, it amplifies it doesn't it it does it does because say it's like here's a clip from whatever yeah when you put it on social media this will do well and then it takes on a life of its own it's a clip from let me talk of these three idiots saying something stupid yeah well <laughs> I think the stuff that, that we say especially well when I've been in it anyway it's not been so drastic to the point where people will just categorically just like lose their minds over it because whatever we're talking about we're talking about from our own perspectives yeah. and things that we've seen as opposed to somebody talking about something which they've never seen and they're sort of saying it with their whole chest and they're wrong but somehow <laughs> still believe that they're right you know what i mean people like that i can't deal with at all i cannot do it so what what is the response to that then is it ignore it is yeah, it, it is. like well, no, well, you're not you even on and that's what i mean i can't I, i'm not on social media it. but i'm very much involved in it because the more outlandish things that go on the more people send them to me yeah and then from when i see them it makes me feel physically sick you know what i mean because it just shows that no matter how we perceive the game and stuff to be because i think we're quite sensible around this table overall most people aren't thinking about it in the same way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not to say that this is the only way to think about it, but like you're being lied to by some people who don't have a clue what they're talking about. And it's not just one or two people. It's lots of them on big platforms and the... One big platform. Yeah. <laughs> and things will be shared. You know what I mean? And people will... Because they don't like... But that's that's part of my I don't want to amplify it sort of thing. No, but it has to be amplified because like when I do some stuff at ESPN, like Shaka Hislop's on there and he does power rankings. And he kind of takes it seriously, but doesn't really take it seriously because when you rank 20 teams around Europe in terms of saying which one's like one and two and so on, there is no right answer. Mm. And there will always be people that will be upset if you put like Liverpool above City or City above AC Milan or whatever. People get really tight about it, but it creates conversation. But the conversation from there is one whereby you give your own rankings. So that's like uh, something that's topical, something to like respond to. An engagement sort of thing. Yeah, it's engagement. Like that's his perception. What's yours? But when somebody puts themselves on top of a throne and says, listen, what I know is something that you don't, you know what I mean? And then it gets sent out there. Like, they're wrong, you know what I mean? They're wrong. But then what, what are you supposed to do? Because it, the moment's been, and you just hope that, you know, at some point, people can really see how wrong they are. But uh, I don't know, we'll see. I don't think that's unfortunate the way football tends to work. I'm sure people know exactly what I'm talking about. Or if not, just clip this and use it at any point for the next 10 months because <laughs> yeah. it'll be ready. This will happen again. It'll happen again and again and again. Yeah, nonsense, yeah. mate. Do you, I mean, in terms of pushback on your stuff, do you see a lot of that anymore? No. But then, but that's the thing. It's like, I could sit here and say, I normally ignore most of it. That's right. But it's not, it's not that I ignore it. I just don't see it because like the filters and stuff. Yeah. But then if I do, I'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about, mate? Because <laughs> I was going to uh, say, I, like, I, I'm, cause I'm the same as you. I bite sometimes, but not a lot of times. Yeah, I think I think that's fine. I mean, I'd love to be there's some kind of like priestly figure that could be like, oh no, everything. Most of the time, it's like, well, I'm I'm comfortable with that. It's okay. Yeah. And but then other times, it's like, well, I'm comfortable with that. But also, I'm always careful saying this because I know I've probably been guilty of this myself. But like, like Nadim was saying, it's saying stuff with chest, which is like massively wrong. 
And it's like people telling me stuff like, oh, you don't know this or like, you don't know what you're talking about or whatever. It's like, I like, I do know this. You you can't sit there and be that arrogant to say, I don't know what I'm talking about when like, I literally do. Like, in, in this specific thing, I'm not saying it's like a, a global thing, but like, if it's like one specific thing, it's like, that's what I can't really live with. It's that kind of, it's the arrogance and ignorance combined. But like I say, I'm careful with that because I'm sure I'm, <laughs> I've been guilty with that plenty of times going around saying, oh, well, this is a load of bollocks and it turns out it actually isn't. But that's the thing that, that really annoys me. So, But um, but in terms of like, the question mentioned, like getting like misquoted or out of context aggregation stuff, and it's normally like, I'll just leave that now. Unless it's like massively got legs of its own. But they're yeah. also, but they're all. I mean, another issue is people set up like they say parody, but it's not a parody. It's just like fake. So it would be like City Extra spelt with like an, a one instead of an I or whatever. And it's like, oh, Man City, you're trying to sign Mbappe, says Samley or whatever. And then people won't see who it is. And then it ends up going on like Instagram. And then like people on Instagram are going, oh, Samley says they're going to sign Mbappe or whatever. Or was like, do you remember that show we did at the start of the year? I was like, I just got a text here saying they were trying to sign James Madison. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. well, I was like, well, like, we'll check that out, like, whatever. Like, this seems mad. And it was only at the end I was like, don't aggregate this, because at the start I was like, well, this is so obviously mental and off the off the cuff. Like, people, nobody would aggregate that, and it kind of went everywhere. So now, I mean, to be fair, nobody's come back and said, oh, you said they want James Madison when they didn't. Like, they've never wanted James Madison as far as I know. But like, that tweet got aggregated and it was on like one of the sport bible websites or whatever. And it was like, I actually emailed him. I was like, can you just take this down? Because this has gone like miles now. This has gone everywhere. Like, I didn't even didn't even say this. Like, what are we talking about? Because that's the kind of thing where it's hard enough. Like, if Carl Walker doesn't go this summer or Maris doesn't go or Guardiola doesn't come, then that's the whole more like, oh, well, you said this was going to happen. It hasn't. Fine. And you got to, you kind of got to battle that with all the reasons for why you said those things in the first place. Yeah, yeah. But then when you've got to battle stuff that you've never said goes back to that kind of it just that just feels like unfair and then when it's like unfair and people are like really coming at you for it it's like no no you haven't got a leg to stand on here this is driving me a bit mad so yeah maybe maybe could deal with that a bit better <laughs> go for well i think i'm pretty good with it you know it's a pretty but i suppose another example so after the rice thing last week when he was like right city don't want rice anymore so everyone was like right what's next so i spoke to a couple of contacts and it was like not really an alternative to Rice. Like, they just... It's not so much they really want someone for that position, it's just they really wanted him. Yeah. And so there's nobody else that's evident, and maybe they'll just use Bernardo in midfield more, and, you know, and when you actually think about, say, in Rodri, Kovacic, Bernardo, okay, Phillips, maybe not, but he is there, De Bruyne and Foden for the middle, you think, that is actually quite a lot of options. Now... Maybe it falls down a bit if Mahrez gets injured and Bernardo has to go out wide. But it's not the end of the world. And that was the kind of message I was getting. But then, like, two minutes after I put that in my work channel, like, Fabrizio Romano said they want Gabriel Vega, Gabriel Vega. And I was like, that, like, that makes me kind of doubt that info I've got. But also, it's like, what's sexier and what's easier to believe? Fabrizio Romano, who's like one of the like main transfer guys with like 16 million followers saying Man City and always gets like exclusives saying Man City want this guy. That's easier to believe even if it's not true and people want to believe it even if it's not true than me. <laughs> even though, you know, I've got, probably got a, a fairly good reputation but nothing, nothing like that. 
or me saying they're probably not going to sign a midfielder or they're not they're not actively trying so i was like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna leave this because this isn't what people want to hear and it was kind of like after the champions league final a couple of years ago when they lost and i had to kind of gently broach the topic that loads of city players wanted to leave and i was like i can't I can't do this like two days after the final. When I should have, I should have just gone, well, this is the information, so we're doing it. But I remember we did that podcast and I used Bernardo Silva as an example. And I was like, it's not Bernardo Silva, but imagine Bernardo Silva wanted to leave. Because at that point, I was like, nobody had countenanced Bernardo Silva wanting to leave at that point. Obviously now everyone's used to it, but then nobody knew. And it was like, we we were recording that podcast the day after City lost the Champions League final. I was like, I can't drop that bomb yet. But I'm gonna. I was at least gonna try and be like, it's not Bernardo Silva. But imagine it was just to kind of like lay that groundwork, and then in a couple of weeks say, oh, by the way, Bernardo wants to go. But maybe you know, maybe I should shouldn't think like this. But there is an element of this is news, not people that the people don't want to hear. But it's like this is news that it's just gonna get loads of shit. You know, it's not like you know, because if it was like serious, like a serious thing, like yeah. you know, going to the Mendy trial and covering that, and you know, maybe people say, oh, why are you covering this, or or you should cover it in a different way. You're like, well, it's serious stuff. I've got to do it. FFB stuff. You got to cover it, yeah. But with this, it's like this is some stuff that we can cover another day. Like I'm fine. I've got this info here, but like I just don't want the hassle of saying Man City aren't going to sign anyone. And also, like with with the way that things change as well. Like say Bernardo does go, and then they bring someone in. They're like, oh well, he. You said you weren't going to sign anyone. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah, with Mares or Walker or whatever Guardiola. They they're desperate for Guardiola, agreed personal terms or whatever. But if he doesn't come, how, how many times have we seen that with City? There's no buyout clause in this guy's contract. Like, it's difficult. But, I mean, I'm sure he will come, but it's just one of those things, anyway. You're just trying to avoid those situations as much as you can. Just your appeal to Twitter that you aren't clairvoyant, I guess. It's just... But, but who also, is? It's just not... Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. But it's just not It's just not kind of healthy, either, in the sense that... So all of yesterday afternoon, again, all on, on this kind of For You page, feed, there was loads of, like, videos of Gabriel Vega and, like, loads of City fans going, oh, yeah, this is the guy. Or, like... Oh, who's had the better window then? Arsenal signing this guy and this guy, or us getting like Kovacic and Gabri Vega for like sixty million? It's like this isn't like this isn't necessarily happening, and you're taking it as like fact already. And then people are like really latching onto like videos of him going, "Oh, this guy's gonna be like world class for us." And it's like, yeah, it's this ex- is fu- this is like this is like really it's a, it's taking ex- on the it's world excitement for some of those people because like football itself they don't class it as like involving real people anywhere mm. you know what I mean it's like a TV series a sitcom it's like oh it's amazing this big storyline and like I've been on um, YouTube before and in my sort of like suggested section there'll be something where it says like welcome to Club X and it says this player's name yeah. the player's not even signed for the club but they're like showing all the clips and that stuff runs because people like the Gabby Vega thing I'll be honest I've never seen him play so all of a sudden I'll see the name pop up because of Fabrizio but oh, let me have a quick search to see what he's like. And someone's already run that because they know they get clicks for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then once you get clicks from it, it's like, oh yeah, this is a player that I really want. But all the while, like nothing's happened. No one, until someone from City says something's happened or the players involved or a bid's come in. Like most of this stuff is complete BS, by the way. But in the same breath, like Fabrizio's now put himself on a pedestal where he's that guy. You know what I mean? Whatever he says gets, think of the, the, the after effect. If he says Liverpool linked with some player now how many people are going to go onto that guy's Instagram how many people are going to go on YouTube to try and create a thing to show this player in the highlights yeah, yeah, yeah. people are actively cutting highlights based on what Fabrizio is saying and it's funny because you will get some sort of inside information but I think when the window's done if you look back and see the success rate of everything that he said it's probably not as high as we perceive it to be yeah it's interesting because I'm, I'm thinking it probably is very very high 
considering the amount of stuff for that goes interest out or thing that's happening. Things, Sorry? For, you mean for, like, say, City are interested in or City have put a bid in for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, obviously, well, obviously that's different, and that's a kind of position that... Like, I don't even really run stories now where it's like, City, you're interested in so-and-so. If it, Let's say it's like January, and it's someone they're interested in for the summer. And it's like, well, unless I know that you know, they're actually talking to this guy and they are going to sign him, I'm not going to bother doing that. Even if it's 100% legit, even if, like, I've spoken to the guy themselves or, like spoken to cheeky or whatever or both it's like unless this is actually going to happen or like there's a good chance of it happening nearer the summer i don't want to do that because then you just send them a situation like six months later it doesn't happen but, but that's you though that's you from a yeah, yeah i know it is, i know it and is, i think yeah. I know and i think is, your your style of journalism like that is the exception because through this say off season now all you see every day is transfer rooms yeah yeah no 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 <laughs> and people Sorry, obsess just, about them just had the idea that that there's a lot of people out there who are actively looking for engagement and sam's trying to keep everything quiet yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. Sam's trying to wait till something's actually <laughs> yeah. happening before yeah I'm, say trying something. To, I'm trying there's something recently did somebody from city extra do an interview and they're like we got a We've got like a really good relationship with like all the journalists, and I was like, yeah, I, 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 we, I've got no like beef with them. Like, I, I take exception to the whole aggregator game, even when they're doing the job properly, because it's just attention I don't want, basically. Um, but I was one of the claims like, oh, some journalists even insist that like we share their articles, and I know sometimes they like do link to my stuff, but I wouldn't want people to think I'm going on to aggregators. Can can you can you share my? I don't want anyone to read my stuff. I just want to write it and be paid for it and have a quiet life. <laughs> I don't want anyone to talk about it. I don't it. want anyone to read my stuff, says journalist. <laughs> I, just, I just want a quiet life. Let's take a quick pause here for a break. When we return, we'll be talking about what it's like being left out of the team. Back in a few minutes. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Let's take this from uh, Bob Tool. What's it like being a player that's out of favour with the manager? Does your relationship with your teammates change? Laporte's emotion after the trophy lift surprised me, which makes me think that behind the scenes things were different to how they seemed from the outside. Was his, was his emotion after the trophy? Was his emotion? The, this, he, he, he burst into tears after the was, uh, after the Premier League uh, trophy lift, and then I, I this is Laporte, right? Laporte. Yeah. I, I assume the same after the the Champions. So league. people thought that he wouldn't be happy to win a Premier League title. No, I think it's it's more the outpouring of of emotion about kind of the potential of knowing that you're going to leave or you knowing that you're likely to leave uh, and what you're leaving behind. <laughs> I spoke to somebody around Laporte and I got the kind. I think it was, this was like the kind of player friendly answer of, oh yeah, he was just really emotional because he'd won like four Premier Leagues in five years. I was like, yeah, well, they all have. But I suppose <laughs> look, they're not everyone's the same. Yeah. But anyway, um, he's also obviously leaving. Yeah, like. 
picture it this way. Would he be happier if he was leaving and they won nothing? You know what I mean? Would that be as fun? Would that, like, people say, oh, but he's not playing. You know, he can't be happy to not be playing. And people are happy to not be playing, you know. But that's from a personal standpoint. But you are in a space with people who you've been around for years now. You know what I mean? You have a connection to every single one of those people. You're on a part of the establishment of this whole place. And you know the journey that you have to go through. And whether you're playing or you're not, you're still traveling around to the same places, preparing in the same way. And it's not good when your team's losing. When your team's winning, you can have a sense of disappointment that you weren't part of it. But you're part of that same title race. You're part of that same Champions League race. You're part of that same FA Cup uh, potential. And you know what it means? Because you've, you've been out there at some point. And to win a Premier League title, you know it's not something that you should ever take for granted. So as he lifts it, like 95%, made a number up, 95% of people who play football never lift a trophy. You know what I mean? Think about it from that standpoint. So to get a chance to win one at stage one, to get a chance to see the FA Cup thing happen, to see your team win the Champions League, when you can't win all those things unless everyone at some level is pulling in the same direction. You can't do it. And I've seen, uh, I think it was after the Madrid game, um, in fact, two things. So after the Madrid game, this, the first leg is 1-1. And then after the game, all the people who didn't play were out on the field and they were doing like the little like extra fitness session. The short runs. The, sh- the short yeah. run. Wow, well, the short runs. Put those in the bin. They weren't doing short runs. But yeah, <laughs> they were doing some other bits. It just lo- it I, looks I knew like I wasn't, sh- wasn't going to suggest anything. In my head, I was thinking, I'm not going to even yeah, suggest what they were doing. It wasn't short runs. Because he's first seen it and also right, knows yeah. what they should do. <laughs> yeah, anyway. it was, yeah, insight, not opinion. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't short runs. <laughs> But then afterwards, they're doing things like where they're doing those keep-ups where it's like, you know, you volley at 50 yards or somewhere and you're doing the keep-ups oh, yeah, and yeah. all this stuff. And I've seen players kick up a stink and affect everything. One player that's last to come out for that run means that nobody else can start until they're there. I've seen players, like, drag themselves basically through the line. Like, when you're doing a long pitch run, you're supposed to do it in, like, I don't know, 18 seconds or something. I've seen people do it in, like, 25, 30 to try and make a point. But as I watched it, nobody was trying to make a point. They were all disappointed, but they were getting ready for the next game. I think the next game was the Everton game away. And I think yeah. Laporte played, didn't he? Yeah. So you're still part of the journey. And there's a point where I think as a... I think he played... I he? can't remember. Mate. He would have done because he made changes for that game, I believe. Yeah, they did make a few changes. You're yeah. part of that journey and you have your level of disappointment. But at the end of the season, you know that pulling in the wrong direction changes everything. And the effect that you have on that football club is to people who you care about a lot. People you've worked with for a long time. You know, the whole establishment, what it is to be there. And if you can leave and have a treble, like you've got three medals around your neck and most people never had the opportunity to do that. So that's, you know, obviously he's disappointed that he wasn't playing. He'll know he's good enough to have played. But if he also knew and had information to say that he knows he'll get the chance to leave this summer, then he can sort of like narrow your focus down and say, well, I just need to get to this point. And that point just happens to be June 10th, potentially after winning the Champions League. Listen, I can live with that. And then from my standpoint, not playing. It depends which club you're at. Depends why you're not playing. Depends the nature of the team. Uh, depends on the nature of the team. Depends on sort of like what the people are like off the field as well. But for Laporte and others, they've been there so long that even when you're not, when you're in, you're not separate to those that are out. I think there's a collective that exists there, which makes a big difference. Like even in. Uh, in terms of level of importance in Gundogan's uh, Players' Tribune thing, did anyone expect him to mention Stefan Ortega as being a big reason as to why he did so well this year? You know, that's City's second-choice goalie most people overall don't care about. Yeah. 
we we have that perception that they're because they're not in the first team that they're often elsewhere. They're, they're elsewhere and no. they're not they're part of the squad and in no. the group yeah well, that's why Carson's really important as well obviously the thing but. Edison <laughs> so um for the parade um the stream was going well had a few million people watching and then it went dead just as they walked into the uh to the restaurant bit on the street where the city tv studio thing was and i've i was there so i saw it and edison was on the not on the stage but he was on the in front of the cameras and he was talking and he said the most important person for him at the club was scott carson mm. he said he's the best guy this is the best guy without him i won't be able to do what i'm doing but from the outside scott carson's like a parody he's just an old man that's now just with these guys but the third choice goalkeeper is one of the reasons why the first choice goalkeeper feels happy and settled at football club. And that shows the sort of dynamic that can exist within places which are successful. But yeah, again, the other side though, like you want a manager to be fair. You always believe you're good enough to play. But if you believe a manager's not being fair and you're not being selected, it's very hard for you to just remain positive. Mm. And depends again, what age you're at, what sort of options you know you've got coming for you further down the road. But it's tough, but the true professionals are the ones who show their disappointment in a certain way. I think, uh, I don't know if it was pulled from the podcast, but uh, Kyle Walker, early in the season, did a pod- the City podcast, and he was talking about Vincent Company and previous captains, Fernandinho, and he said what he learned from those two, especially Fernandinho, is that when you're not playing, you can be disappointed. So when it's match day, you prepare right. You do the warm-up properly. You do what you can for the team. You say to the kids, come on team, in the dressing room, all that stuff beforehand, making sure they're ready. But then when the game's done, he said he'd not say a word and he'd just leave. And the manager would see that he's just left and not said anything. So then he knows that he's unhappy, but then he also knows that he's not taking anything away from the team. Mm. You know, It's not impacting that game. It's not impacting that game. It's not impacting any game. Well, that's the thing. It's the bad faces thing, isn't it? It's like you can be pissed off, but it's how you like exactly. deal with it. Exactly. And that's something that's been set within that sort of Man City culture. And I think it does go back to the likes of company and the like, because that's the mentality that you need to have. You can be stressed out. You can be annoyed that things aren't going your way. But if you want to be successful, if you want the team to be successful and you want to be trusted, you can't make you can't take anything away from anyone that's in this position. You have to do your job. If you want to get into the team, train hard. Maybe you'll get the chance to play. But if you don't train hard, I'll tell you what you won't do. You won't get into the team. Yeah. And as well, if you don't let's put it this way. If you're in a team or in a training session and you're not trying, it doesn't just affect you, it affects the people who are now on your team in whatever game and stuff that you're doing in training. Or who which you're then, working with. Exactly, yeah. which then affects the people who are working against you, which then affects the whole training session, which then affects the management, which then affects the preparation for the next game. Like You can't choose to be a selfish individual within a team environment because otherwise, as I say, they'd rather have an 18-year-old kid there that's not good enough because at least they're trying than have someone who's good enough but not making the effort and as a consequence it's like one domino just drops them all down well like the the obvious the obvious elephant in the room is Cancelo at this point but like there was it was in the times just before the Champions League final with Paul Hurst and and Lou Martin and Lou obviously did the book on Pep a couple of years ago because there's 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 loads of stuff we that I've written already we've talked about already with Cancelo and you know part of part of the reason they wanted him gone was to kind of weaken the position of other guys who were out of the team but a bit more pissed off because obviously in him they had like a big ally but then when he was gone Guardiola was like well look yeah. I'm in charge now lads yeah. but there was there was that story in the Times I'm not sure because I don't think that the Times obviously hasn't got like a massive amount of sub- subscribers and I don't think it gets aggregated too much but there was a story in there and it's been repeated since and I've no reason to believe it's not true that one of the things Cancelo did there was a team meeting and he just sat at the back slumped on the floor like with his airpods on just like openly like well i'm not listening to this and it's like 
there was so this is this isn't my info it's from Paul and somebody else at work but basically after that Arsenal game in the FA Cup you know because he was basically gone after that because that was a Friday night that was that and was it, came, when, it all came to a head. Go on. That was when oh, yeah. Guardiola gave the post-match interview where uh, he was asked because uh, Ake scored the winner, um, and he was asked, uh, and everyone in the dressing room must be pleased for Ake, and he and he went, everyone, mm, yeah, everyone, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But so basically, after that Friday night, because there's been rumours there was a big like confrontation that day. I still don't know if there was like you know a fight. There was been rumours that like. Cancelo chucked a ball at Pep in a training session or whatever. <laughs> but like all of these things, what did happen after that game, Guardiola was like, we're going to Barcelona for the weekend. You know, I've gone to see his family. Because when I get back, he cannot be here. And it was like that to the extent to it was like, we've had enough now. And not everything you've said, mm. if you think about that great atmosphere, because like he, Pep wasn't happy with like Walker's approach for some of it. And then he was better. And then as an example of what you were saying, he was obviously gutted, yeah. pissed off not to play the Champions League final, but he gave a speech in the dressing room saying, like, my dream is in your hands. Yeah, yeah. And, like, like Gundogan was kind of like, we'll, we'll let you do this and that kind of thing. So, obviously, he's channeling that the right way. Yeah. But that almost wouldn't have been possible with Cancelo there undermining the whole thing. And the That's rest true. of them, the... even if they're pissed off, and like, even if some of them, you know, maybe like Laporte and Walker show it a bit more than, say, in the past, Fernandinho, Gabriel Jesus, Sinchenko. Yeah. They're still doing the right things by and large. You have to, yeah. The the Walker thing as well was interesting with the final because he almost came on about two times before he did yeah, come on. Yeah. And it was like the situation where it, like if if you're a player that's been left out and is a bit unhappy, if you're brought to the touchline to come on and then the manager changes his mind because of something that's gone on, it's like that could be a trigger. That yeah. could easily be a trigger. Well, I was told before the game as well, like he'll wanna he'll wanna get on. Yeah. He'll wanna play a significant amount of the game. If you know, maybe not like a half, because that's not realistic, but probably what Walker ended up doing was probably about as good as it was going to get from a yeah. situation of anyone on the bench, particularly a defender. Because you think if you were a defender on the bench... You're not really going to come on. You're only coming, you're coming on, on unless, early, unless it's like the an injury Pep's or, going yeah. to six centre-backs. You know, like at Wembley, there was loads of players on, but that was partly because Walker went off. But like Ake came on for Grealish, didn't he? Yeah. That's probably the best you're going to get. So, yeah, probably for a moment, when Walker thought, I'm going to get like 20, 25 minutes here, thought, great. And then for a minute, he was like, like shit, sit, I'm not going to get on at all. But then he still down, got yeah. like... 10 like 13 or whatever so it was something but yeah I can't imagine the I hadn't thought about that before but those emotions while he was coming on and then not and then going but, back on again but I noticed it because he was he was stood on the touchline waiting to come on and I can't remember what happened on the pitch but something happened that made Guardiola reassess the, the situation I think it was Stones maybe, maybe somebody got down Stones take, went off yeah, was yeah. he going to take Kanji off yeah and they announced it in the stadium. I tweeted it. Everyone was like, oh, that's done. And then like two minutes later, I was like, hold on a minute. Like, he's not come on He's not yet. come on. Yeah. But I think it's because Akanji was going to go off. But at some like at some point, Stones was like, Cooks, yeah. give it a yeah. minute. Like, yeah. oh, I might be knackered here. But Walker's still on the touchline. G and everybody up and kind of getting the... Yeah, it's just, again, it's that thing. You're not playing, but it's right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? The game, the treble, the Champions League, it's right there. And that's when you need to have good people around. Because like someone might kick up a stink, but like... You ever, they've arrived in this position as a collective. You know what I mean? Some of the people, like Scott Carson, you've not seen him. He didn't play a game last year, did he? But he, No. But he's gone out, and you see them. He does the warm-up for every game. Mm. So he's warmed up Ortega. He's warmed up Edison. He's helped them get ready for a game of football. He's He's been the one who's been like trying to save shots against the players before the match. You know, everyone's right there. Everyone has some purpose. And we've cut out, like, that doesn't surprise me. I'm sure he was stressed out that he didn't start. But then here he is, he comes on in the Champions League final to secure the deal. They win the Champions League and everyone goes nuts because they all won it. You know, it wasn't just the 11. Mm. Some of the worst clubs I've been at or situ situations I've been in, like on a Monday, 
all of a sudden, oh, sorry, we'll say Monday or Tuesday, the, the manager picks 11 players, push, pulls them to the side, and that's it. It's them, and it's the Deadwood on, a, on the other side. Mate, that is a nightmare. <laughs> when a manager's picked a team on the Monday and he's only going to work with them. And you're not in mate, it. Mate, it's week one, okay, fine. Week two, week three, week four, you're like, Jesus Christ, mate. Yeah. And worse still, for some of those teams, you're like a scout team. This is, oh, well, this team play like this this week, so, yeah, this, so is how, this, this is how you're going to play. So yeah. your whole career is based around replicating other players <laughs> and other teams. And, mate, that that's tough. That's really tough. But really, it's mad, really isn't it? Because it makes you like we talk about what City do, and then you think you think that what your experience, and you just yeah. think, why would any like managers ever do that? But I guess that that's is that, well, is I that guess. More, that's definitely way more common. That's I was going to say, yeah. is that more common? Yeah. That's more common. Yeah, like some managers, they you know try and integrate everybody. They make changes and stuff, and they always sort of semi keep you guessing as to whether you, someone's going to be in or someone's going to be out. But then they like to get people to have reps if they're doing the eleventh. And it's never a case of like, you know, here's a full 11 change. It's like, well, even to give you again, I'll say insight, not opinion. Uh, on the Friday before the Champions League final, there was the open training session and City were doing like this game of possession as such. Yeah. And the game of possession itself looks quite simple. It's two teams, basically. And I think there were four players who were playing for both sides. But it seems quite simple. Everyone's in the middle, moving around, blah, blah, blah. You know, pass it, move or whatever. Lose the ball, try and win it back. But... The way possessions have changed across the years is that now there's an element of structure to it. So in the square, you roughly in your position, if you play outside, like as a winger, as a fullback, or say like as a centre-back in relation to no goalkeepers being there, you tend to be in a position that's on the outside of the box. And the people on the inside are the ones who play more centrally. Yeah, okay. And for that uh, possession that they were playing... All of a sudden, I realised it would the Carl Walker was on the right side of the square. Ruben Diaz was on the back end of the square, alongside Laporte and next to Nathan Ake. So it was a back four. In front of Ake was Jack Grealish. Ahead of him was Erling Haaland, and to the side of that was Bernardo Silva. And in the middle, you had Rodri's, Phillips's, all these types of people, and Stones were drifting there as well. So you could look at it and say, oh, that means that the back four they're going to go for is going to be Walker, it's going to be Diaz, it's going to be Laporte, it's going to be Ake, and it's going to be Grugel ahead of it. But lo and behold, it wasn't that. Because even within that structure of having like a back four playing within a possession, they're still mixing up the people that are involved. So yeah. you always have reps and time as a collective and you always feel like you're a part of it until like on the Thursday or something for a little period of time, they have to work specifically with that group of people. And it's those things that sort of keep you there. That's it for this episode of Let Me Talk Details. Thank you for listening and for getting in touch. If you'd like to send in a question for a future episode, then you can get us on email, hello at lmtpod.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram as well, at lmtpod there. Or on TikTok, we're at lmt underscore pod as well. Sam, there was more from this episode for members. Uh, what can people hear? Yeah, we're getting into how players look after themselves physically and mentally during the season, and particularly during the running. And there's a few more clues about what we've been subtweeting about this whole episode. <laughs> exactly that. Uh, if you'd like to sign up, all the useful links are in the episode description and over on lmtpod.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.